0: What's up, and welcome back to another Coffee Talk podcast episode. Today we're going to be doing a decaf brew, which is all things health, wellness, eco friendly lifestyles. It's pretty much like the encompassing vibe of living holistically in a way with nature, but also recognizing the fact that humans are nature because it's human nature, and then taking all of that and trying to bring it all together in tons of conversations. Today, in particular, I want to talk about more of the fitness aspect of lifestyles, and I want to talk about Fitspo. I want to talk about this for a number of reasons, one of which is because I myself have fallen down the wormhole of Fitspo many a times, and I have felt it motivate me and I've also witnessed how it's played a very harmful role in my mentality around fitness, around health. And I just think it's important to talk about especially because I know that it's not just me. I know that a lot of us tend to follow models, fitness models or fitness influencers, or even just going on Pinterest and just like pinning workouts or like ideal body types or goals or things like that. Actually the earliest I remember doing that is being in elementary school and cutting out like girls in magazines and putting them on like a dream board when I was in like grade six of like a body type that I wanted to do and like you know just exercise in the oh so important era of going through puberty literally ingraining these deep like subconscious thoughts or images really of this is fitness. This is what it looks like to be fit. This is what it looks like to live a healthy lifestyle. This is what it means to live a healthy lifestyle. To even talk about fitspo, we need to talk about the root of fitness. Like when did fitness even come to be? And I don't mean fitness in the sense of like having a fit body. I mean the fitness lifestyle, because when you think back to our great great ancestors. I'm talking way back in the stone age. There was no such thing as having a fit lifestyle because your lifestyle was a means of survival. You were using your body in different ways and needing to move in different intensities and different rhythms more consistently throughout the day. Which led to not even really having to think so much about having a fit body. I mean, of course, I'm assuming back in the day, because it was such a survival mind, you would definitely think about your health. But it wasn't like cavemen back in the day were sitting there with like, rock dumbbells, like, working out their muscles. I mean, hey, maybe they were. I can't really say that. But I just don't think that there was such emphasis on it in a mental capacity. Whereas back then, it was probably more literally to survive. Now it seems like it's more about aesthetics. It's more about, you know, the mental game i guess of fitness of trying to fit into these tiny little frames and boxes of what we have now labeled to be fit healthy and like i guess admirable which is a little sad but objectively true also before we jump into today's conversation i do want to say as well that this conversation could be triggering and i need to put that out there because this is a very sensitive topic i'm coming at this from a a very objective or i try my best to come at. at it from a very objective standpoint. I try my best to make it as minimally triggering as possible and to instead instill the truth with as much information as I can and from a, as much of an objective and honest point of view as I can, even giving my own personal experience because I know how well, one triggering it can be to talk about things like Fitzbow or Thinspo, especially if you've gone down that wormhole. In a deep in and in a very heavy way. And also, as well, because I have seen how it can affect people. I've seen how it can affect people I know, as well as myself, and I know. I just, I want to talk about this because I do think that this is a very common thing that we're seeing with social media in particular or with the rise of social media. We're sitting all day and we're on computers and we're on our phones and even reading like little things that we do love. We're, we're using our brains so much more than we used to use our bodies or at least our great ancestors were using our bodies. And so our exercise regimens and our means of getting movement worked into our days tend to be in very intense short increments with a lot more sitting around in between for instance like I, my lifestyle i i am on the computer i want to say like 80 percent of my week it's sad but it's true but i also love it because i love my job but at the same time my exercise routine is like going for a run because i'm spending so much time sitting down on the computer or going for long walks even mixed in with a little bit of like yoga well a lot of yoga but a little bit of like weight training but i just use my body weight for weight training you know but it's not it's not like i'm doing a job where all day i'm using my body to do active work ever since i got my fitbit one thing that i find really interesting is that i actually get better workouts when I'm walking or when I'm using my body in an active way throughout the day, like I'm dancing around my apartment lame but true. I've literally had my watch automatically track a workout when I didn't even realize I was working out because I'm literally just jamming in my apartment or doing the dishes or doing laundry or like sweeping and stuff. And then all of a sudden it's like 45 minutes goes by and Fitbit's like aerobic exercise. And I was like, Cool, like who knew? Versus when I go for runs, it's like a really short workout but my heart rate goes into like its peak mode. So it's actually better and and more sustainable for my body to work out in in more and okay, I know that I'm getting this is subjective for sure. This is not objective, but it's actually better for us to be doing things that are more consistently active rather than doing these super spikes of activity and then being more kind of just sitting around through, throughout most of the day. But unfortunately, most of us can't do that. And I, I feel you because I have to be on my computer to do my job. So where do we find that balance? And where do we find that line? And how does Fitspo tie into that? In my opinion, and in my experience, I used to look up things like Fitzpo to basically motivate myself to get active, especially if I'm having a day where I'm sitting around for a really long time. And this actually makes a lot of sense. If you look up inertia, it's Newton's first law that is, a body in motion wants to stay in motion, whereas a body at rest wants to stay at rest. So when you think about it, if you are spending most of your day in rest mode, where you're using your mind, you're on a computer, you're doing things that allow your body to be relaxed, but your mind to be active. That is your body in rest mode. So your body automatically, like it's law, it's the law of nature that your body wants to stay in rest mode versus when you are in an active state. When you think about the days where you've had a lot of physical things to do and not as much mental, or maybe a bit more of a balanced state, your body seems more energetic and it seems like it has a, a greater capacity to stay active throughout the day, which is also why I think people tend to work out in the morning because it gets your body moving, which gets your pace moving. You know what I mean? It gets your energy moving. So it makes sense. Then this is where FitSpo comes into it because when you're sitting around and you're at rest, your body is like, Oh God, I don't want to move right now. And your brain is like, I got to get my body on board with this. So I need to find something that's going to motivate me enough to get up and work out and exercise. This is where things get tricky. Okay. And I, I can remember being as young as like grade six and cutting out magazine articles of women's bodies as I'm going through puberty, mind you, that was meant to be my like first, that's like the first time I ever remember really kind of, I guess, introducing Fitspo into my life before I even knew it to be Fitspo, but it was just me looking at these images as inspiration to want to to either exercise or change my body or to motivate myself to be healthier. And that's a really, really young age. And you might not have been that young. Maybe you've been older. Maybe you literally, I'm getting way ahead of myself again. Relax. Maybe you just did this a week ago. Put your hand up, okay? I'll start because I'm already, I'm with you. Put your hand up if you've ever made a Pinterest board, a dream board, an Instagram collection, followed a model, followed followed a fitness model, followed an influencer of some type or someone who you just admired their body type or their fitness level or whatever, literally to motivate yourself as fitspiration to get your butt off the couch or to get yourself to start eating healthier or like whatever little dream that goal that was there that is just like okay this is the visual representation of that goal And again, this is where I want to get objective because I'm not trying to paint this as a bad thing. This actually makes a lot of sense. It is built into us as humans. It's part of human nature that when we're specifically trying to manifest a goal or to create a certain reality in our lives, we need to see examples of that reality in order to pull the details that we need to recreate that reality. That is not a bad thing. That is just, it's just a truth. But at the same time, It can get extremely sticky and unhealthy when it starts to lead into things like fitness health wellness your body your body type the way your body looks versus what it actually means to live a healthy fit lifestyle so here's the problem research is actually showing that researching or looking up things like fitspo is actually causing the exact opposite of the effect that we're looking for. So it's making us actually feel more shame, more guilt about our bodies or our lifestyles, less inspired and less motivated to get off the couch and just crappier about ourselves. Not to mention when you start to gather a collection of what you consider to be something like fitspiration or whatever it is, like a health motivation it is creating a super limited and restricted idea on what it means to be healthy and fit. And it also emphasizes a lot more of the aesthetics or the looks rather than the feeling of being fit and healthy. And that is where the problem comes in because this is when, again, we're using our brains more than we're using our bodies. And our brain is saying, okay, this is what it looks like to be fit and healthy versus our body saying, this is what it feels like to be fit and healthy. And those are two very different things. And the ability to consciously understand that is so important because it's pretty much the key to the doorway of getting back to feeling healthy, vibrant, and even being able to have things like fitspo in your life in a way that is actually Healthy and beneficial for you because we will get here, but I don't think that all fitspo is bad per se And I'm generalizing a lot of fitspo here. So you'll have to bear with me the problem with you know I guess, limiting what you believe to be thin, healthy, fit, whatever it is that you are following for whatever reason or pinning to whatever board for whatever reason or fantasizing about for yourself or creating a new guideline or expectation for yourself or whatever reason, the problem with it, specifically when you follow certain people and then try and just completely take their lifestyle and just basically mimic it. A good example of this is back in the day, I want to say like 2014, I became obsessed with Victoria's Secret Angels and I would just wanted to do whatever they were doing because clearly it was working. That's what I had basically included in my brain. I was like, okay, There's, there's gotta be some secret formula and I would research for like hours online trying to find a Victoria's Secret diet, Victoria's Secret workouts, Victoria's Secret this, Victoria's Secret that. I even started buying more Victoria's Secret things in a like method to motivate myself to try and basically be my own version of like a Victoria's Secret angel, which is so fricked up like I just uh I hate thinking about it but it honestly guys shameless truth and I know a lot of a lot of us have done that before specifically with Victoria's Secret Angels but maybe even not like there's other brands there might even be specific people. Another great example, when I first became vegan, I was obsessed with this girl called Freely the Banana Girl who only ate bananas and her body was banging. And I used to just think, okay, so I just need to eat like 50 bananas and bike around Canada. And I will just be super fit again, only focusing on the aesthetic of how it looked. And not only that, not Taking the knowledge and information and adapting it to my own body because I had no sense of self and no sense of my own Health and my own body and what worked for me instead. It's just like, okay, this is now what I Identify as being health and fit healthy and fit and so I'm just gonna do that now the problem with that is when you specifically follow certain people or certain lifestyles or certain ideals is you start to put on these labels, you start to basically box yourself in in whatever way. First and foremost with social media, and I'm telling you this right now as somebody that creates content online, let me please preach this from the back of the room to like the forest corners, that it is all... Curated. It doesn't matter how authentic somebody is online. Like, for instance, I try to be as authentic as possible, but no matter what, when it boils down to it, I'm turning on and off a camera. I'm editing down footage. I'm putting a filter on a photo, things like that. It's like no matter what, anything you see online has been edited, snipped, cut in some way. Otherwise, it's like impossible for it not to be because it would just need to be an endless stream of live content, which I mean, I guess that is probably the most authentic case, but even still, it's like when someone's showing you their workout, they've pre-planned that workout. Like they've pre-planned that meal that you're seeing, or, you know, especially when you're creating content and specifically food content, when you start to actually fall down the wormhole of this, it's like, Most of the food content you see online actually isn't the food that ends up being eaten. It's like the ugly bowl in the background that was eaten while the pretty aesthetic, like cookie or the pretty aesthetic Buddha bowl or yogurt bowl is like the one that's taken a photo of, but it's like, you know, it's been decorated in some way. It's like everything you see online has been adapted in some way. Okay, so just keep that in mind because the important, I feel like I'm getting really preachy again. Settle down. (laughs) When you follow anyone to a T specifically, any of the things that we just talked about, it's taking completely out of consideration how different foods affect your body versus other people, how different types of activity levels affect your body versus other people, how different types of lifestyles work differently for you versus other people. Now, this isn't to say that you should just be like, okay, stop following any fitness person or any kind of lifestyle that you find to be motivating. It's just putting more emphasis on the fact of finding the tips and knowledge and the little pieces of like good things that are beneficial for you and then adapting it to your life and to your lifestyle. Now, there are some amazing content creators that I think are out there that are in the fitness industry. They're in like even like more lifestyle industries. And they're out there and they're really kind of preaching, I guess, the mission or their mission to turn back into yourself, to take the knowledge and the tips that they're giving you, but then to embrace who you are, not to embrace who they are or what they look like or what they do. You know what I mean? And like some good examples of this, um, the two that come to my mind instantly are Natasha Ocean, she's really good. She is very, I feel like she comes from a very scientific standpoint in her videos. She's very fit, but she also is very accommodating for all kinds of diets and lifestyles and fitness levels because she is clearly on a whole other fitness level. But I feel like she does a good job at balancing fitness and health and wellness and being very honest, coming from a very objective standpoint and point of view in a way that allows it to be non Triggering I guess in a way and another really good person to follow is Rosanna Purcell If you guys have ever creeped her or followed her before she's probably one of my biggest inspirations Honestly in the last few years to start breaking down my own sense of what I believed to be fit and healthy to start embracing My body when it's bloated and when it's not bloated and in all angles and in all different shapes She's an amazing person to follow as well because she lives a very like active healthy lifestyle that again like she lives in Ireland she goes hiking every day that is completely different than my lifestyle but I still get a healthy bit of fitspo from her because she is so wholesome and because she embraces her body and she's showing what kind of active lifestyle makes her happy which then comes back to you kind of like okay what kind of active lifestyle is going to make me happy like that is a healthy example of fitspiration in my opinion if You want to keep the word Fitspiration. Really, it's just a healthy inspiration. That said, though, there is still a lot of content out there. And just, and I don't mean this as a personal attack in any means, but there are a lot of models that you could be following. There are a lot of, there's just a lot of content out there that is still not getting to the truth of health is subjective to everybody. Like every single body is going to be completely different. Every single human is going to be, completely different. And on top of that, and like that starts in the fitness, which I think is doing better than, and this is where things get really wishy washy, but especially if you are looking at specific models and things as Fitspiration, inspiration is they're not even talking about the foods they're eating. They're not even showing you the workouts they're doing. They're literally just showing you their bikini photos on vacation, which girl get it. Like you look hot, but just make sure you're like aware of the fact that this should not be you should not be following this person as a means of body inspiration or fit inspiration. If you want to follow them just because you think their life is cool, totally go for it, but not in a way that would ever be like, this is going to motivate me to go to the gym. Because again, that's the problem. You have no idea what that model is doing or what that girl is doing or person is doing or whatever is doing that content, that brand even is doing in order to show that type of body style or lifestyle. You know, it's like, it's almost, it's setting yourself up for failure. It's setting yourself up for harmful, like just self agony of not being able to, to live like that, to look like that. And to be honest, a lot of the people that we see don't even look like that or live like that. Like that is the highlight reel. That is the best angles you're getting. That is the top photo of like a hundred photos. And we know because we do it too. And that's fine. Again, objectively doesn't need to be a bad thing. It's only a bad thing when you set the intention of using that as your fitspiration. Got to reel it back in. I'm getting so preachy today and I'm really sorry. I hope it's not coming across as preachy. I just feel like I get really passionate about this subject because I have, I've cried too many tears over this shit. I have, you know obsessively tried to change my body hated my body just like this stuff is so exhausting and it's sad and it shouldn't be but i guess we got to break down the truths of reality before we're able to get rid of it so let's keep going (laughs) the problem isn't just with the content we're seeing online it's also with the brands and i did kind of mention that but in For instance, a lot of brands that we see a lot of, you know, anybody that's trying to sell us anything, they're going to try and sell you this very romanticized version or state. When you think about beer commercials, it's always a bunch of guys around a bunch of good looking girls in the summertime or whatever, or like perfume commercials. It's like you spray the perfume on you and you look all black and white and sexy. And then some guy just comes and like sniffs your neck and it's just like, Oh, the whatever sex in a bottle, like it's literally being targeted and marketed to sell you this unrealistic ideal. And so when you look at certain brands and there are brands that have taken a huge step in the opposite direction, which preach these brands like Lululemon is a good example. If you go look at their Instagram, it's no longer just thin white women in yoga gear. It's actually so many different varieties, different ethnicities, different body types, different body proportions different workout styles like and I love that another really good example and I feel like they were one of the frontiers was Aerie so it's like the American Eagle brand but they do like more sleepwear and things like that and I remember way back in like 2000 I want to say 14 or 15 I was following them on Twitter and I remember them doing this like Aerie reel or and it was like a body positivity movement where they stopped airbrushing they stopped Photoshopping their photos of of the girls that are showing you this sleepwear. They started including more different types of body styles and body types and women of all sizes, all heights. And it was so refreshing to see. And I I remember creeping their Twitter in like my very first apartment and being like, you go airy. Like this feels like a breath of fresh air. So there are brands that are changing. But again, think about how many brands that you follow. And some of my favorites, guys, like literally some of my favorites, I go to their Instagram. And I'm just like, I, I, it's a problem because as soon as I'm looking at it, I'm like, Oh, like this looks so aesthetically pleasing. Look at that. And then all of a sudden you're like, wait, there is no diversity in body types here. There's no, again, and I don't think it's always necessarily intentional. I just think that it could be a problem. Like it definitely can be a problem specifically for brands and brands that are trying to sell you their, Their product, you know, it's like wear this and you will look like this and again That is such false advertising and it's very detrimental to our mental health and I'm included in this like I I just relaunched a series on my vlog channel called Fitness Friday and You know, I've been creating content online for a few years now. And of course I can only ever give my objective or subjective point of view on anything. But at the same time, it's like, I'm only just trying to share my authentic story and my journey back to health and healing. But it's like, I hope it goes without saying, you know, follow other women, follow other men, follow other body types, follow other lifestyles. And don't ever, ever think that when I'm creating fitness, you know, Content that it's supposed to be like inspiring. It's never my mission to inspire you to change your body or to ever in any of my content, mind you, not just the Fitspiration stuff, but like to try and be more like me. I want you to be more like you. I want you to be more healthy for you while by sharing what I have found is healthy for me. And that's why I talk about things very objectively. I don't necessarily show the exact workout I'm doing. I'm just showing how I'm routinely fitting working out into my day because then it's less about trying to like mimic somebody's life and instead it's like getting i guess that air of like oh that's a really cool i never thought about doing my routine that way or like oh that that would be an easy way that i could slide a workout in or oh that's a really cool meal like i might go try that restaurant you know what i mean but again it's such a thin line it's such a gray area this is definitely not a black and white subject but i guess it just goes without saying like include more diversity in the things you follow and be able to take the little bits of knowledge and wisdom and tips from people, but then again, adapt it to yourself, which we're going to get to this, but that can sometimes be hard to do if, um, you haven't connected with your body in a long time and you're not even sure anymore what is healthy or fit for you, which we're going to get to. So can we have healthy fits though? Is that such a thing? Like when you think about it, are we able to have, You know, continue to follow certain people that do motivate us. Are we able to have our Pinterest boards of health? inspiration and motivation. Again, like I said, gray area. And I really think that this comes down to each person individually, but the only answer I can honestly give you is I think that you just have to be very honest with yourself and very real with yourself. And this is a very good place to start. So there were quite a few models that I unfollowed in the last few years because I knew that my brain, when I went to follow them, the day that I followed them was instantly like, this is my motivation with following this person my we don't do anything if it doesn't come with some sort of benefit for ourselves including the not so great things that we do so when i was following certain things or creating certain boards or whatever or like i can think even back to we heart it i would do that with the intention of my mind of this is my fitspo motivation inspiration what this message tells me is that this body type is beautiful what this message tells me is that This extremely strict lifestyle is what it means to be fit, um, or be a gym rat or whatever. You know what I mean? And like, and I've done all types of lifestyles. Let me tell you, I have tested them all. I used to be that gym rat. I was, I've done the whole, like I've gone, I feel like more lately in the last few years, I've been leaning more towards a holistic approach to health, trying, living more actively, walking places more, just kind of being more active Naturally, than being more like I need to go work out for like an hour, and then you know do that, like just going on crazy training methods and stuff. Again, it's not even a bad thing to do. It's just that it wasn't sustainable for me in my life, and it wasn't necessarily even making me happy. But the thing is, I I understand it. It is part of our human nature to use physical representations of things as an example, of, as a reflection of what we think is going to help us gather an idea in order to create that reality. When you break it down to what does this represent or mean to me, whenever it comes to anything that is meant to motivate you to be fit or healthy, that is the moment of truth. And only you are going to know what it actually means. Only you and your inner self can have that conversation when you're about to follow an old Victoria's Secret model again, or someone and whatever. And you're just like, okay, wait, what does this represent to me? Why am I choosing to do this? What is following this person? And it's nothing, it's literally got nothing to do with the person. It's not like to hate on people that have beautiful bodies, like at all. It's literally about just having that moment of honest, authentic truth, reality grounding moment with yourself where you're like, why are you doing this? Like when you're creating that secret Pinterest board, like why are you doing it? Why is it a secret? If it's in secret, it's because you don't want people to know that that's your inspiration. If you don't want people to know that that's your inspiration, why? Like, just ask what it means to you because that also takes it out of, oh, okay, wait, I'm realizing that meaning has to come from feeling. So it's also connecting back into the body feeling what it means versus the brain Seeing what it means for instance. It's like when you're following that model Maybe it's just like I said like one like Rosanna or somebody it's like, ooh, I am following her because She what this represents to me is somebody that is wholesome grounded honest authentic shows all sides of herself not just the best prettiest most fit sides of herself and Shares it in such a way that isn't necessarily about following what she does it instead reflects back to me to do, to just embrace my body versus following, let's say an Instagram model where you're just like, I, this represents to me what it means to be pretty. This represents to me what it means to be beautiful, what it means to be sexy, what it means to be admired, validated, wanted insert anything else here, suddenly that is now a subconscious expectation or worse, a conscious one that you're actively choosing to put on yourself, which is now going to just bring you misery. And it's that's that honesty that you need to have with yourself whenever you go to do anything that you would think falls under the criteria of Fitspo. Another thing that I have found is also really helpful is including more variety in your Fitspo. So if you do want to keep Fitspiration in your life, again, we're looking at this objectively. We're not blaming the fitspo. It all comes down to our intentions, right? So if you want to still follow motivational fitness content online or have a, a, you can still keep it a secret board. Like nobody needs to know all the stuff you're pinning. I get it. But at the same time, it's like include more diversity into the content you're surrounding yourself with so that it shows you that it is less about the looks and more about the knowledge, the wisdom, the tips, tricks, the indication that health looks different on every single body. So include, for me, I include men in my fitspiration because I know that even though their bodies are different, they might be teaching me knowledge that I didn't know about the human body or that I didn't know about genetics or that I didn't know about foods. I include people that are completely different body sizes, that do completely different exercise regimens just because I'm curious to know more about the human body. I'm curious to know more about truth. I'm curious to know more about health and wellness that looks completely different than mine in order to reflect back every single person you interact with, including online, is just reflecting a different version of your own truth. You. Every single person in your life, every single person that you see, that you talk to, that you interact with, digitally or physically, no matter what, the feeling that you get is just a reflection of the truth you see through your perspective. So it's important to introduce more variety and introduce more diversity into what your brain is going to label as healthy and fit, because this is the important part. What you want to do is lean a little bit less on the gas pedal of Fitspiration. You can still have it in a healthy way, but lean more into your intuitive nature and this is hard because we've really kind of unwired our intuitive nature for a long time now this is where i feel like i'm at in the journey i'm still going through this learning how to feel more into my body rather than push more into my motivational brain you know it's kind of like for one and i know that people get uncomfortable talking about this but we need to break the stigma guys like spend more time with your body naked and not even just physically like it's not even just about feeling Or seeing sorry your body it's about feeling what it's like to be in your skin feeling what it's like to be in your body notice for yourself what foods give you energy what foods feel really good what makes you feel full and satisfied what makes you feel happy and all of that like what exercises work for your body what you know balance of movement versus sitting and relaxing and rest works for your life. What and and it's never going to be one day you just get it and you just do that for the rest of your life. It's a dance. It really is like a very delicate dance. As we move through life, we still need to keep this approach of what is healthy for us, what is balanced for us, and it's going to constantly change as we constantly change and as life constantly changes. And this is again why it's so important to not just follow what somebody else is doing because again they they are constantly changing and they're constantly needing to adapt to their life and Like I'm constantly having to adapt and change I've made fitness videos in a time where looking back now I can see because I've learned from those experiences that what I was doing was not very healthy But at the same time at the time it was healthier than what I had considered to have been previously doing I was learning as I was going but I was also adapting and changing so heaven forbid someone followed me religiously or or like to the t because it wouldn't have been fit or healthy for them it wasn't even fit or healthy for me so moral of today's chat is that yes i do believe that you can have healthy fits bow this was not this my mission with today's chat was definitely not to just like I've been swearing more than usual and I feel like I need to like rein it in a little bit But I have to here because it's the only term I can think of but it's not for me to shit on Fitzbow, Okay, I actually do think that you can have healthy fitspo in your life But I think that you can only do so when you have a healthy Honest authentic truth within yourself to know your intentions with your fitspo and I want to hit this home again This is a very gray matter like this is not black and white This is also completely unique to every single individual that's listening to this, including myself. This is unique and individual to me and my experience that has led me here in my body and in my age, my gender, my everything, right? It's so unique to each exact person what actually is fit, balanced and healthy. So it's important to know that because you have to be able to know where to set up your boundaries when motivation and inspiration in a healthy way turns into unhealthy and turns into harmful and turns into what can actually become quite dangerous. Like I know I don't wanna like rose colored glasses this conversation, it it does get very dangerous. And again, speaking from my own life experience, I've fallen down so many tragic, tragic internet wormholes of trying to motivate myself to do very unhealthy things to just look a certain way or to validate myself really in some type of way because it was nothing to do with how my body felt and everything to do with how I wanted to look and that truth is a it's an uncomfortable truth for me to just say so openly and out loud but only because it is not accepted in society to admit that that's what we're doing but that is exactly what most of us are doing it's just nobody wants to talk about it because it's an ugly truth it really is but when we can take like the emotion out of it when we can stop labeling things as good and bad and we can just be like yo that's kind of a messed up like, tweaked, messed up version of reality. I'd rather just be me. I'd rather just be healthy and fit. And it's, it gets a little tricky when, you know, you are posting content online because you have to still keep in mind that people will follow you even if, or do what you do, even if you say not to. But again, it's like all coming back to intention. As long as we all, each of us individually know our conscious intentions, then I do think that this, whole like even the online world of fitness and health and all of that can actually be very beneficial when you think about how much access we have to so much knowledge and to so much just information out there about certain types of body types, certain different lifestyles that can work for you or that can help you heal your body or that can help you, you know, I guess become a very healthy version of yourself in a way that is actually healthy, not the sold version of health. Now I'm planning on filming more coffee talks on this subject in particular, including topics like how healthy eating can go too far or how Obsessively exercising, like how it can actually become an addiction. But when it boils down to it, the moral of all of this, including this chat, it comes down to this you listen to your body, like your body, and listen to it. Don't look at it. Listen to your body. Feel into your body. Unfollow all of this fitspiration that you know came from a toxic place or came from a very like came from a place that wasn't self-love at all and know that you don't have to unwire this overnight like i said i'm still walking this journey myself but the honest key to this the component that needs to happen in order to take this journey of unwiring all of these cultural deep subconscious truths and limitations and expectations that we have labeled things as fit and healthy to be. It is literally to listen to your own body, your own body, you, and nobody else can tell you what is going to be healthiest and best for you aside from your doctor, but you, and even then i'll go as far as saying explore options get many opinions from all types of doctors you know but and trust your doctor too because again i know that i'm talking to a wide variety of people i see a naturopath and i see my doctor i literally had an appointment with my naturopath and my general practitioner last week like both of them well it was my nurse but still keep both but like get varieties of opinions And then sit and listen to your body because your body is so intuitively wise. Your body automatically knows what to do. It's been helping you breathe the entire time you've been listening to me. It has been blinking. It has been digesting your food, fighting off. Bacterias or bad diseases in your body. This happens all the time. It's regenerating new cells Our bodies are incredibly intuitive and we have such built deep-down wisdom in our bodies that When you actually tap into it, you can listen to your body. Your body knows what it needs Your body is constantly sending you signals when to go to the bathroom when to drink water when to eat food and getting back into that intuitive natural state of human nature the closer you can get with your self your inner self the more balanced and actually healthy and fit if that's what you want to be you can be and doing this And like I said, exploring your body and not just physically, but also knowing how much water feels good for you, what foods feel good for you, like what kind of routines, how much sleep, all of that, like getting to know your body is going to be the start of replacing a lot of these very damaging ideals of what is considered to be fitness or fitspo in your brain. And it's going to start replacing them with your own personal truths as you continue to explore the world through your body and your body itself. If you pull anything from today's Fitspiration chat, it's to listen to your body and consider your intentions. That would be like the motto of the day. So I'm going to leave you guys there. Um, thank you guys so much for sitting, chatting, and enjoying this time in this space with me. And especially... If you stuck around to the very end and went through this full conversation today, I know that topics like this can sometimes be very uncomfortable. I myself am growing in the comfort of talking about them, but I do think it's so important to talk about. I do think it's really important to break these stigmas. I just know that it can be extremely uncomfortable. I know that even people that you might not even assume struggle with this, struggle with this. And I can even think of people that I consider to be healthy and fit that can sometimes have an unhealthy... Like people that motivate the crap out of me that I find to be so grounding and like wholesome. And then like hearing them talk about their bodies or like certain other people's bodies and how they want to look like that. And it blows my mind because I'm just, it always just reawakens me to the truth of like how twisted our perceptions on health and fitness can be and how deep it goes. And I don't think that you can break that type type of deep, deeply rooted truth overnight. But I think that it definitely starts individually with each of us doing it with ourselves first so that we can then... I guess, show up in the world and, and set better examples and put out better energy that helps other people to also break that unhealthy habit of basically visual fitspo. Go for the feeling fitspo, not the visual fitspo. I love you guys all the way to Proxima B and back. And I'll talk to you guys all in the next coffee talk podcast episode. Bye guys.